0: section eighteen of a voyage to the moon by cyrano de bergerac translated by archibald lovell this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter sixteen of miracles and of curing by the imagination next morning so soon as i awoke i went to call up my antagonist it is said i accosting him as great a miracle to find a great wit like yours buried in sleep as to see fire without heat and action. He bore with this ugly compliment. But, cried he, with a choleric kind of love, will you never leave these fabulous terms? Know that these names defame the name of a philosopher, and that seeing the wise man sees nothing in the world, but what he conceives, and judges may be conceived, he ought to abhor all those expressions of prodigies and extraordinary events of nature which blockheads have invented to excuse the weakness of their understanding i thought myself then obliged in conscience to endeavour to undeceive him and therefore said i though you be very stiff and obstinate in your opinions yet i have plainly seen supernatural things happen say you so continued he you little know that the force of imagination is able to cure all the diseases which you attribute to supernatural causes, by reason of a certain natural balsam, that contains qualities quite contrary to the qualities of the diseases that attack us, which happens when our imagination informed by pain searches in that place for the specific remedy, which it applies to the poison. That's the reason why an able physician of your world advises the patient to make use of an ignorant doctor whom he esteems to be very knowing, rather than of a very skilful physician whom he may imagine to be ignorant because he fancies that our imagination labouring to recover our health provided it be assisted by remedies is able to cure us but that the strongest medicines are too weak when not applied by imagination do you think it strange that the first men of your world lived so many ages without the least knowledge of physic no And what might have been the cause of that in your judgment unless their nature was as yet in its force and that natural balsam in vigour before they were spoilt by the drugs wherewith physicians consume you it being enough then for the recovery of one's health earnestly to wish for it and to imagine himself cured so that their vigorous fancies plunging into that vital oil extracted the elixir of it and applying actives to passives, in almost the twinkling of an eye they found themselves as sound as before, which, notwithstanding the deprivation of nature, happens even at this day, though somewhat rarely, and is by the multitude called a miracle. For my part I believe not a jotant, and have this to say for myself, that it is easier for all these doctors to be mistaken, than that the other may not easily come to pass. For I put the question to them. A patient recovered out of a fever heartily desired during his sickness as it is like that he might be cured and maybe made vows for that effect so that of necessity he must either have died continued sick or recovered had he died then would it have been said kind heaven hath put an end to his pains nay and that according to his prayers he was now cured of all diseases praised be the lord had his sickness continued one would have said he wanted faith but because he is cured it's a miracle forsooth is it not far more likely that his fancy being excited by violent desires hath done its duty and wrought the cure for grant he hath escaped what then must it needs be a miracle how many have we seen pray and after many solemn vows and protestations go to pot with all their fair promises and resolutions but at least replied i to him if what you say of that balsam be true it is a mark of the rationality of our soul seeing without the help of our reason or the concurrence of our will she acts of herself as if being without us she applied the active to the passive now if being separated from us she is rational it necessarily follows that she is spiritual and if you acknowledge her to be spiritual i conclude she is immortal seeing death happens to animals only by the changing of forms of which matter alone is capable the young man at that decently sitting down upon his bed and making me also to sit discoursed as i remember in this manner as for the soul of beasts which is corporeal i do not wonder they die seeing the best harmony of the four qualities may be dissolved the greatest force of blood quelled, and the loveliest proportion of organs disconcerted but i wonder very much that our intellectual incorporeal and immortal soul should be constrained to dislodge and leave us by the same cause that makes an ox to perish has she covenanted with our body that as soon as he should receive a prick with a sword in the heart a bullet in the brain or a musket shot through the chest she should pack up and be gone and if that soul were spiritual And of herself so rational that being separated from our mass she understood as well as when clothed with a body, why cannot blind men, born with all the fair advantages of that intellectual soul, imagine what it is to see? Is it because they are not as yet deprived of sight by the death of all their senses? How? I cannot then make use of my right hand because I have a left. And in fine, to make a just comparison which will overthrow all that you have said, i shall only allege to you a painter who cannot work without his pencil and i'll tell you that it is just so with the soul when she wants the use of the senses yet they have the soul which can only act imperfectly because of the loss of one of her tools in the course of life to be able then to work to perfection when after our death she hath lost them all if they tell me over and over again that she needeth not these instruments for performing her functions i'll tell them e'en so that then all the blind about the streets ought to be whipped at a cat's ass for playing the counterfeits in pretending not to see a bit he would have gone on in such impertinent arguments had i not stopped his mouth by desiring him to forbear as he did for fear of a quarrel for he perceived i began to be in a heat So that he departed and left me admiring the people of that world amongst whom even the meanest have naturally so much wit whereas those of ours have so little and yet so dearly bought. Chapter sixteen.